Hello, and welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and the TikTok. We are two <laughs> beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator, and you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren H. Beauty Vibes. Today's topic is when to throw it away, products and their expiration dates. Hi, friends. Welcome back. Um, Lauren, I didn't realize that you had added the TikTok into our intro. I love that. <laughs> you had it. I'm really proud of you for not like stumping over it and you spread it fluidly, but I got a big chuckle out of that. <laughs> uh-huh. I think from being a teacher for over a year now, I'm pretty good at reading things and pretending like I totally know what I'm talking about when a lot of times I don't. Uh, spoiler alert to all my students who listen. <laughs> Yeah, right? You just totally gave yourself away. No, just kidding, students. I totally know what I'm talking about all the time. <laughs> At all times. <laughs> um, so, friends, we are not only on the TikTok, but we are on something called buymeacoffee.com. So, it's buymeacoffee.com slash beautyguidespod. This is a place where if we've given you some good beauty advice, skincare advice, or you just want to thank us, you can gift us um, a cup of coffee or whatever. Um, and that gift, um, that money gift goes directly into podcasting because we pay for things like web hosting, servers, the equipment, all of that. So if you ever want to, th- you ever think, man, I love those beauty guides. I wish I could thank them in some way. Uh, please go to buymeacoffee.com and it's also in um, our Instagram it's on our link bio yes also an idea if you ever were curious about a palette or like a product and you're like I want to know about it will you use it sure send us the money for that I'd love that for sure yeah I mean it all goes into buying skincare for us to tell you what to buy and what to save your money on (laughs) yes exactly Um, So I need to do a correction from our last episode. Um, I said that they are doing a remake of Sabrina the Teenage Witch and I like brought it up to my husband and he was like, oh no, that was fake. You didn't know that? I was like, "Uh, I guess, I guess I didn't. So if you saw anything about a Sabrina the Teenage Witch relaunch, that was fake and I'm sorry. Why do they do that? You know what other movie they always pretend is going to be remade is um, The Little Mermaid. Every year they're like, Zendaya is going to be it. Wait, no, no, they're not. No. No, I'm pretty sure that one is real, but it's with um, Haley, I think. Um, Haley from... What are they called? Haley and Chloe? From Paramore? Oh, hey, oh, oh, yeah. No, no, don't, don't even like start with me on that. I would freak out. She is so. I could watch her for hours. Right. No, I'm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they are though. I think okay, it's just you better not of, be lying to me this time. I don't know if I can trust you after last conversation. I know. So. Well, I, if it's if I'm lying, it's not intentional. It's because I believe <laughs> it in my own mind to be true as well. <laughs> awesome. Um, if you are listening to this podcast and you know the answer, please let us know. Last week, I couldn't think of the word. The word was de- deposition. And yeah. um, w- someone knew that answer. If you're listening, you know who you are. And he sent me a text message and I was like, damn it, that was the word I was looking for. So, so you- helpful. We need that in our lives, we- though. 
We do. We need that in our lives. Um, so I'm reading a good book and I want to tell you about it. It's called The Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendricks. And so if all the teen slasher movies like Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer and Michael Halloween, if all those were real, it's about what happens to the girl who survives like afterwards. So, yeah, yeah. So it's all these girls who it's been like 10, 15, 20, whatever odd years since this happened. And it's about basically dealing with survivor's guilt, but also intense paranoia and Mm -hmm. um, like the fear. Because, you know, in these movies, like the person actually never really died or it was someone else or there was a copycat murder or things like that. Yeah. So it's um, it's suspenseful. Um, It's a thriller. Um, It keeps me on the edge of my seat. And it's a lot of um, I think it's called bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Um, where you're like, oh God, something terrible is about to happen. And then you're, and then it's like, gotcha. Um, but it's, it's good. It's really good. And I like kind of imagining like there's one character in there and I like to think of her as, um, oh, I'm totally blanking the lady from Michael from Halloween. Oh my God. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. She, there's one character in there that I'm like, oh, that's totally Jamie Lee Curtis. And there's another character in there that I'm like, oh, that's Sydney, whatever from Scream. Like I kind of put all of these you know, movie characters to these book characters. Oh, fun. I love that. Yeah. So um, I'm really enjoying that one. I'm not done with that one yet. My husband has read a lot of stuff by that author, um, and he likes that author. I'm not sure if Grady is a male or a female name, so I don't want to assume. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I saw a movie, which you need to go see. We went and saw <laughs> Last Night in Soho with uh, – is it Anya Taylor-Joy or Anna Taylor-Joy? I don't know. I'm not sure to tell you the truth. Okay. It's spelled like Anya, but I feel like I've heard yeah. people say Anna. Yeah, me too. I'm not I really don't know. So, it's two girls, one of them's in modern time and then the other one is in 1960s London. And the girl in modern time is kind of having these um visuals, hallucinations about what happened to Anna Taylor-Joy in the 60s in London. And just the looks, the looks, the 1960s hair, makeup, clothes in London was everything. It was awesome. Um, Again. Yeah. You sent me some pictures of like one of her looks and it looks, um, it looked amazing. (laughs) The whole time I was thinking about you, Lauren, because I was like, Lauren needs to create these looks. Lauren needs to recreate this hair. Lauren needs to create this makeup. Like it was, it was just a really good time. Again, it's a thriller. um, So, and it was a mystery. It was good. It was a good time. Okay, I have to check it out. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I want to talk about is I got a chemical peel last week. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I realized when I posted that, I actually had a couple people come in, slide in my DMs and ask (laughs) me questions about a chemical peel. And I realized like for me, I know what a chemical peel is and what to expect and everything, but this isn't common knowledge. So one of my students had an appointment for a guest to come in for a chemical peel. That appointment never showed. We had all the chemical peel stuff set up, ready to go. And I was like, let's not waste a good chemical peel, shall we? So mm-hmm. I usually don't receive services from my students because I'm the teacher and I need to be teaching. And, and I think it's kind of unprofessional. I know other teachers get services all the time, but I feel weird about it. But I was like, mm, we'll just do a quick chemical peel. So, oh, you have to take some of the perks of the job. Do it. I know, but I have scruples you know 
So I did a lactic peel, which if you um, have questions about acids, we actually have a couple episodes. We have one just about AHAs, and then we have one called Battle of the Acids, which explains about AHAs and BHAs. So if you have questions about acids and kind of where to go with that, that's where I'm going to refer you to. But um, I always do a lactic peel because it's really gentle, and it's also really moisturizing. And with my skin, I just need to keep it gentle. Um, so we did two passes of the lactic peel um, on a scale of one to ten, one being a tickle and ten being like a my face is on fire, get this off of me. I would say I got up to probably about a four or five. So some good, mm-hmm. some good activity. Um, and then afterwards, um, that day my skin felt pretty tight and like I needed a lot of extra moisturization. And then Mm -hmm. I have to wear physical sunscreen for, I mean, I wear it every day, but definitely for two weeks um, and Mm -hmm. being really mindful about my sun exposure. And what I'm experiencing now is like slight peeling, not shed your skin like a snake peeling, but my skin is a little rough. And I, I know that's my skin cells kind of breaking apart, getting ready to slough off or, you know, naturally come off. So, um, and I'm finding I'm having to use my um, uh, Etude House um, I was going to say, are you mask. using your water cream? Yes. So mm-hmm. I'm putting a water cream or sleeping mask by Etude House. It's called the Moistful Collagen Sleeping Pack. I'm using that every night over top of my moisturizer or else my skin just feels too dry. So um, I do have to do extra moisture on my face and um, I do have to be mindful about my sun. And I was a little red the next day, but nothing crazy. Nice. Good yeah. to know. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank I'm ex- you for walking us through that. Oh, yeah. No worries. Um, And um, if you if it's your first chemical peel, I'll tell you, your esthetician isn't going to give you anything extreme. We like to, you know, shallow end of the pool, work you up to the deep end. Mm-hmm. Um, so Halloween was last week. I want to talk about celebrity Halloween costumes. And yes. you and I have a, a difference of opinion. <laughs> so I think we can agree collectively that Courtney and Travis, they are they have taken over the Internet. Uh-huh. We are all uh-huh. obsessed with them. We can't get enough of them. And they did so many Halloween costumes. But the yes. first one that came on the scene was Sid and Nancy. And uh-huh. I I am not a fan of Sid and Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of – I know that it's messed up because Sid and Nancy is a real-life story. Mm -hmm. It is not a made-up story. But there is something so mystifying about those kind of, like, toxic bad romances Mm -hmm. where they're young and and hot and spicy. And during quarantine, I actually went down quite a Sid and Nancy rabbit hole and learned – a lot about them as a couple and watched a few documentaries. And so I, I didn't think it was weird that they were dressed up mm-hmm. as them, especially because they did um true romance afterwards. So they were kind of going for, you know, those dark mm-hmm. couple vibes. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought, I thought they did an amazing job and I thought it was so cool. And I have a weird obsession with Sid and Nancy. I like to learn about them. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like um, Courtney is doing the like, she wasted this time on Scott. She dedicated herself to raising her kids. And now she's doing, like, the classic, like, first relationship, post-divorce, like, just having fun, like, going all in, going real deep, you know, that, like, down and dirty, intense love affair. 
Um, but I, um, they, they were real, they were actually pretty fun to watch this Halloween. Oh yeah. I feel like it's even, it gets even more interesting. Like the more you look into it mm-hmm. because they were neighbors at one point and their kids grew up together and there's episodes of the Kardashian with him like on it for a brief second and just how things come like kind of full circle. And I also oh. think that like Courtney always kind of has been like this darker mm-hmm. like vibe, but she's never been able to truly express herself. But I think you see in the show, like she's learned to stand up for herself and that she can't be happy, just people pleasing and mm-hmm. going at, like she wants to go against the grain now and, and really put that out there. And I'm, I'm enjoying watching it. I don't care if it's, all for show and smoke and mirrors. I'm living for Kravis. <laughs> I was wondering how they knew each other. So I didn't know that they were neighbors and he was on the show, but that makes sense then. Mm-hmm. These, yeah. These rich people. Oh, I wanted to tell you, I had a um, a, a really like duh moment about Edward Scissorhands. And uh-huh. I realized the reason why all my friends who are hairstylists love Edward Scissorhands is because he does all the ladies hair. Yeah. He does everyone's hair and he gives them these crazy asymmetrical, really awesome hairstyles. As a hair and makeup artist, it's so fun to watch, especially um, why I love all the scenes where she's trying to um, make Edward into a normal person. Mm -hmm. And also there's the scene where she puts makeup on him. Have you heard of ASMR? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So there is an ASMR YouTube. I think I shared it on – I did share it on Facebook, and I think you liked – you were, like, the only one that liked it. Not that that <laughs> mattered. But I, I like, remember because I was, like, no one's going to like this, but I want to put this on my wall because I want to be able to, like, access it and watch it a lot. But, like, it's such an interesting sound and just watching her put the makeup on him, which I think mm-hmm. she's using, like – Avon products or yeah. something like that. Yeah, she was an Avon lady and yes. she puts um she puts lavender <laughs> on him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she was Avon calling. Yeah. Yes. And just hearing her open up the um like palettes and mm-hmm. like how light her touches. It's like an ASMR video. And oh, that's really I funny. just think that's neat too. But yeah, it's yeah, that that movie's so fun for so many reasons. And I feel like I just thought it was really cool when I was younger, but I didn't really understand it. And mm-hmm. then I watched it again this Halloween and I don't know I just felt like I I understood it a lot more and you know there's a deeper meaning to all of that and it's a really beautiful sad story yeah Edward Scissorhands is a a classic is I would Mm -hmm. I would put that in my top five favorite movies I also I also like that it's it's kind of a Christmassy movie because he like makes it snow and yeah you know oh why no that's when they dated right Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder I feel like I think so. Yeah, and then he had um, I Winona tattooed on him, and then he got the um, A removed, so it says Wino. And so, oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) Sorry, and um, I just think of Winona's really bad wig in that movie too. She had a yeah. Oh yeah, that blonde hair, the peroxide blonde hair. It was yeah, yeah, a hot mess, but. Um, I want to shout out a couple other um, celebrity Halloween costumes, but I wanted to ask. So I was trying to find Heidi Klum, but I didn't see anything about Heidi Klum because, you know, she usually does like all out for Halloween. I, oh, yeah. She has that big party. Yeah. Every year. every year. And she's always dressed crazy, like not like I'm a sexy sailor. Like she's like a full blown alien. Like yeah. she does crazy stuff. But I feel like I didn't see her. 
Um, but I did see Doja Cat. Um, she was Princess Kida from Atlantis. So mm-hmm. she had like the blue two piece with the blonde. I like Doja Cat. I like what she's doing. I like her vibes. I like her music. Okay. So I thought I did, but this week or last week, I had a job where I went to a, by the way, I went to a divorce lawyer's office and I did hair for nine divorce lawyers nice because they were getting their headshots there and we had a stylist come and they were like getting styled throughout the office for like social media content but oh my god they have the juiciest job like they just have tea coming in all day. Private investigators emailing them with like pictures of the ex doing something, people lying to them all day long. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was in a reality show. It was nuts. But anyway, I was doing one of the girls' hair and we Wikipedia Doja Cat and she gets in trouble for saying a lot of messed up stuff. Like, really? A, a lot of bad stuff that I know that if you read it, Kelsey, you would be very upset oh, about it. I and am. you would not like her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, I, but not to say anything. I'm just saying, like, I didn't feel like I knew that either because I was, like, vibing with her. Like, I feel like yeah. right now all I'm really listening to is Dua Lipa, The Weeknd. And it was Doja Cat, too. But I was like, oh, you're cut, you're cut out. You're where R. Kelly is right now. We don't listen to you. Okay. Well, that makes me. Um, Go- Google her. <laughs> Will. That makes me sad. I know. I'm like real big on like I don't even let my students use like the R word. Like I, my parents make fun of me all the time. They say I'm woke and I'm a snowflake. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care because for so long, so many people had to take like verbal abuse and it was like, okay. And you know, that I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm over it. Oh, that makes me sad. Damn it. Doja cat. I don't like you. I know. Well, don't. Get into it, yeah. Okay, well, what about Lizzo? <laughs> Is there problematic shit with Lizzo? No, of course not. Okay, we the world loves Lizzo. Okay, <laughs> did you see her dress as Yoda? Yeah, she was so fucking cute. hilarious. <laughs> just so ugly, like just so yeah. funny. I love, I love that. And then I saw her dressed up as like the murder doll from Squid Games. Um, okay, okay, yeah. And then, yeah. did you see Harry Styles dressed as Dorothy? I feel like I didn't. Okay. He did it like on a concert too. He was like on stage. Oh, cool. I okay. like that Harry style messes around with like his clothing. Like where? Oh, I feel like he's our generation's David Bowie. Yes. Like, Love it. And yeah. I feel like he's going to normalize. Oh, here he is. I'm looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> he even has like the rosy cheeks, like makeup. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to see him on a fabulous dress on the runway and not or like the red carpet and not nothing twice about it and I love that no but I have heard um what is his name um Billy I feel like he has three names and he was in the the show Pose on HBO okay I watched like two episodes of that show and it was too sad yeah, but shit. he wears dresses. Uh, Billy Porter. Yes. Okay. He yeah. Yeah. Who's like one way a lot, but he's yeah. been speaking out a lot because he's like, oh, you guys think it's so cute when Harry Styles does it. Like right. you put his photo everywhere, but I've been doing this for a really long time yeah. and not getting that type of representation or even, you know, talked about in that kind of a way. You know what? That is so true. Or they'll put him on a worse dress list. Because I've That's seen, what I'm saying. they'll yeah. talk about him in a negative way. When when Harry does it, it's like he's so brave. He's yeah. so great. Brave. Like, 
groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. And I just think that's something to be said, which they should both be doing what they're doing. And right. it's not either of their fault that the media is portraying it that way. But it's something to be said about what people put in their faces versus yeah. what they mm-hmm. I think um I think a lot more men would play around with their fashion sense um if they felt like they could. Like I think we would yeah. see a lot more of that. And let's also remember the first one in address two was Nirvana. Yeah. Well, and I think of um that Brad Pitt photo shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he was like he was like in a tight pink dress and he looked good. Yeah. He looked good yeah. in that tight pink dress. He was dress. wearing high tops. Yeah. yeah. It was like a metallic dress and he was wearing high tops. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um and I the- did see an old Halloween picture of Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio back when they were in their like early twenties and thirties prime. Oh girl, it was great. Like, and they looked like the soldier men from 300. I think that's what they were dressed as. So they, oh, their bodies. I'm just going to sound like a dirty old woman. They're just, their bodies were so lovely and It's funny because I'll look at pictures of that and I'll be like, oh yeah, he looks good. But if I'm around that in person, I'll be like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm not, I'm just going to walk out of this room. Oh, same, same. (laughs) I'm the exact same way. Like I would get so beat red and like Mm -hmm. not even look and just walk away and act like they didn't exist yeah, yeah for sure yeah <laughs> um the last halloween costume i want to talk about was kendall jenner as the corpse bride um she posted Ooh. a picture on her instagram with her makeup like she was all blue with like the purple lips and like the veil and i just feel like she really is the underrated kardashian sibling i really do well there's a joke that she is jenner blood that's what the other two girls say they're different because they have the jenner um, blood in them yeah but kylie is <laughs> mm, Kylie is no. <laughs> she's basically Lil' Kim, but like little Kim Kardashian, not Lil' Kim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Kendall, Kendall looked amazing. She Yeah, she looks really I, cute. I I just love the corpse bride. Me it's too. So, I yeah. love the corpse bride and I always quote a line from it and mm-hmm. no one ever knows what I'm talking about because I quote it kind of not okay. There when all the dead people come to the surface. And uh-huh. they're like, everybody's really scared of the dead people. And then a little kid goes, Grandpa? And it's his, <laughs> and then they're like, oh my God, it's our family. So I will do, I will do that, Grandpa? Like just <laughs> randomly. And everyone's like, what is she talking about? But that's one of my favorite parts of any movie ever was like the little boy realizes it was his grandfather. And then everybody gets excited. Oh, that's really cute. I mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, by the way, have you ever heard of the show called Ghosts on BBC? No. Okay. Well, you have to check it out. And especially if you um, like what we do in the shadows. Okay. Where watch. would I watch BBC? I don't even know. Um, well, I'm watching it on HBO Max. And didn't oh, you okay. say that you have everything? I mean, I don't <laughs> even know what I have. So I've got okay. – I have a, I have Hulu. And then our T-Mobile pays for our Netflix. And then I have my sister-in-law's HBO Max. And then I think we have Disney Plus. And then I think we have Prime. I don't know. There's a lot yeah, of channels. Yeah, sounds like you have everything. That sounds like everything to me. Well, I don't have Apple TV because I can't watch Ted Lasso. Because everybody says yeah, I need I to watch have- Ted Lasso. And I'm like, I yeah. can't get another streaming service. I really can't. Yeah, it's too much. At that point, I'm just getting cable. I'm just going to get cable. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Like the if you I feel like if you add up all the money we are paying for all of these services, I might as well just have cable. Well, I think that's what's starting to happen again and we're going to see some really interesting wars happen probably between the streaming services and cable. Mhm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody's Stay trying, tuned. Everybody's trying to come out with their own shows. Um, yeah. So what's going on with you? What do you want to talk about? Yeah. So I wanted to talk about Stila. Mm. I feel like this is an OG brand that does not. Yeah. And it doesn't really get a lot of hype lately, mm. but I feel like they're stable. You know, they've had some good products and some cult classic products. So they'll always kind of stay in the game. But um, Stila has a shade called Kitten yeah. and it is a rose champagne color. And there, it, there's just no other shade like it. There's no dupe for it. Like, it's it it is it like whatever they're putting together for that formula it is perfect don't ever change it like it is the one you want to buy so they carry it in a liquid eyeshadow a powder eyeshadow and a highlighter and I recently added the highlighter back into my kit and it is so beautiful it just reflects so nicely off the skin and it's so finely milled and like the end result is just like a glowing radiance and usually with a highlighter especially nowadays they're they're super shimmery and you can see that shimmer and to me like a true highlight it just wants to look so angelic like that's your skin and also we kind of matte out the skin with foundation so I think highlighter is also a really good way to go in and make the skin look very fresh and radiant so this is, you can hardly see it on the skin, but it like reflects light off of it. And I find that I even like to apply it with like a huge brush and get it on all of like the apple of the cheek and like above the eyebrow. Like you can't put too much of it on. It's it's so lovely. Check it out. If you're kind of like new to makeup or you just like are looking for a highlighter, I would highly suggest it. The Stila Shade Kitten, you just like took me back, man. You took <laughs> right? me back. Right? And that's how I feel. That's why I was able to like talk about it so much mm-hmm. because I it was such a I, – I, I was so purposeful to put it in my kit because it really does like also feel like good 90s nostalgia, early 2000s. I it's, used to uh, love um, – Stila has a, um, a eyeliner. I think mm-hmm. it, and it was like a retractable one, so not a pencil, but they used to have it in these awesome shades. They used to have like a pastel blue and like a teal aqua, and for a long time they were really the only brand that I could get cool eyeliner colors like that. Back when I was wearing a lot of eyeliner, my eyes would water all day and I would wear it off, but um Sila it was a brand and it's it's funny because you really I mean they haven't gone out of trend like I feel like Urban Decay has like Urban Decay is one of those like they're trying to relive their high school days and it's like you know Urban Mm -hmm. Decay with their naked palettes they're they're still trying to make that magic happen I feel like Stila is just kind of like under the radar just kind of chilling still putting out Mm -hmm. their same things but their stuff is good yeah it really is Yeah, I 100% agree with everything you're saying. I have one makeup thing I want to talk about um, is Mm -hmm. I got – okay, I bought two eyeshadows from a indie brand called JD Glow. Oh, yes. Yeah, so the website – I bought it directly from their website. So an indie brand is a – so – in cosmetics, you ba- everything is basically owned by either L'Oreal, Estee Lauder, and I think Revlon is the other big one. And so an indie brand is, some, is a brand who's not owned by one of those m- big corporations. And so um, I, some of the YouTubers I follow, they were talking about their multi-chromes. So we know duochrome is like a shade. It might be something that is like an icy white that shifts to like a lavender, 
or maybe like a green that shifts to a brown. So that is a duochrome. They have multi-chromes. So these eyeshadows have like three colors in them, sometimes even like four. So I got, they're called Galaxy Shadows, and I got two of them. They were $8.25 each, pretty good size pans. These are the prettiest eyeshadows. I can't even tell you what colors they are because it's all the colors, like pink, blue, green, um, purple, like all of the shades are in these colors. I don't think you can go wrong with these. So it was really fun because I got them in time for Halloween. So we dressed up a little bit at my school. And so it was just fun to put these kind of fun colors on my eyes. And I got a lot of compliments and um, they didn't irritate my eyes either. I'm always concerned about that. You know, my eyes are so sensitive. Um, and it wasn't like a huge glitter fallout either. Um, mm -hmm. I did use my P Mac paint pot cause like, you, I think you definitely need some sort of base for these to stick onto. Um, yeah. Because... Remind me is, are they solid or are they loose mineral pigments? No, no, they're solid. They're pressed okay. into a shadow. Um, okay. and when you go onto the website and you look at these shadows, <laughs> it'll be like a picture of a shadow, but like, it'll look like four different shadows. Cause they show you all the colors that it shifts into. So oh, the neat. one that I got is called Opal. And when you look at it in the pan, Ooh. it looks pink, but uh -huh. it's a pink that shifts to blue green. Ah. And then the other one I got is called Good God. And it looks like <laughs> kind of a flat purple, but it uh -huh. shifts to blue pink. And it, it's so cool. Yeah, these are really fun. And I mean, for, okay, so I got two plus shipping. It probably cost me about 20 bucks. For 20 bucks, I have these two really, really fun shadows. Um, and uh -huh. I, I had a lot of fun with them. So if you're looking for something fun, um, treat yourself and to support an uh Andy brand too. Yes. And I was going to say a little teaser before we get into the topic today. We are going to do a holiday gift episode. Mm. So Kelsey, I think that it would be a really good idea to put that on the gift guide so that we can support an indie brand and then we can, can like follow up with the links and stuff like that so people just know exactly where to get it. Yeah, it was actually – so shout out to Jules. It was Jules' idea for us to do a holiday gift guide. And I realized we should include a section for yourself. Ooh, Ooh, yes. Yeah. I firmly believe that if you are shopping for others, you should always get yourself a little something. 100%. We work hard all year and, you know, there's no Santa. I'm Santa. So, <laughs> I, if your kid's listening. <laughs> I, just let them know. I, just let them know that I'm the person that comes down the chimney. It's yes. not Santa. It's actually just Blonde Kelsey. Hair, blue-eyed Kelsey. <laughs> I told my students that we're not celebrating Christmas this year. We're going to have a pagan celebration, and we're going to celebrate the winter solstice. And they're like, wait, what? And I was like, um, you mean original Christmas? Yeah, that's what we're yeah. celebrating. <laughs> yes. By the way, happy Samhain. Am I saying that right? I, I think I am. I have no idea. I don't know what it is. I keep seeing oh. things about it all over the internet and things I'm supposed to be doing with intentions and rituals <laughs> what and I supposed to be doing? I'm supposed to be dancing naked in the pale moonlight but I'm not doing any yeah, of it you are, bitch. yeah oh okay <laughs> but I, I mean I just don't know why I would do it I mean I'll do it I'll do it yeah I was gonna say you're a pretty down person like that I think you would I'm okay um, no um don't <laughs> I mean I would dance in naked in the pale moonlight the only things I know about these things is because when you work in the spa industry you hang out with a lot of crystal people there's a lot oh, yeah. of crystal people in the spa industry and the hair and makeup industry. Um, oh, yeah. So everything I know about crystals and intentions and full moons and tarot and signs, I all know just because of the people, I, the company I keep. 
in my professional yes. life. Yes. So, I feel that. Um, anything else before we get into the topic? I don't have anything. I think, no, let's get into let's it. Let's get into I, it. I have to say, I have to say, when we decided to do this episode, I was like, eh, this might not be that fun, but I like really enjoyed doing the research for it. And I felt like we came out with like a lot of really good information because like, I forget that people really don't know the most obvious things sometimes. Yeah. And that's not a shameful thing. It's just no. like, this is important to know, you know, right. and, it, and it affects your health and your cosmetics. And I even learned a few things that I didn't know in the process. Mm -hmm. I always say whenever I'm talking to people about skincare and they, and you know, they find out they've been doing everything wrong and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I was doing everything wrong. And I always say, we don't know what we don't know. There's, yes. there's no way you would know this unless someone told you or you sought out this information. And so. unfortunately, there's just a lot of overload of bad information on the internet and anybody can publish an article and, and you know, people get a hold of the wrong things. And that's why we have a podcast. <laughs> hey, and if you like this podcast, go to buymeacoffee.com slash beautyguyspod <laughs> yes. and buy us some coffee or skincare. <laughs> Um, so why do expiration dates in makeup matter? And I think consumerism has a pretty good handle on placing a lot of FOMO on people with cosmetic. There's so many new makeup launches, new brands, so many things promising to be the best, and especially this time of year with all the holiday launches. But the reality is cosmetics expire, and some of them, they expire pretty quickly. So not only is there a lot of waste involved with all this, but a large collection of open makeup poses a lot of safety risks um, if you're not tracking how old your products are. So from a website called birdie.com, they had an article talking about ex expiration dates. And it says, cosmetics can trap bacteria, which means replacing them regularly is necessary to avoid skin irritation, breakouts, eye infections, and styes. Not pretty, right? According to makeup artist Ashley Rebecca, skin irritations such as rashes, bumps, and burning sensations can occur when it, using expired products. If you use mascara or eyeliner that's past its expiration date, you can experience swelling, itchiness, or redness. But here's the caveat. Unlike the contents of your fridge, the use-by date on your makeup products relies on the day that you first use them, not the purchase date. If you're ever stuck wondering, all products have a symbol on them that looks like a jar with a number on it. For example, 12M. This means after that product is open, you have a 12-month shelf life. Okay, yeah. So in my research, I found a great excerpt from an article from the FDA on shelf life and expiration dating cosmetics. Mm -hmm. um, so what factors affect the shelf life and how? Over time, cosmetics start to degrade or break down for a number of reasons. Here are some common ones. So the first one was dipping your fingers into a product. That adds microorganisms such as bacteria and fungi, which is also mold and yeast, um, which need to be controlled, for example, by preserving. Preservatives. I thought this was a good time to say preservatives are our friends. Mm -hmm. We like preservatives on beauty guides. Yeah, but even with preservatives, over time, they can break down, which also allows bacteria and fungi to grow on our products. Um, applicators, especially mascara wands, are exposed to bacteria and fungi each time you use them. So every time you're like opening that wand, exposing it to more oxygen, putting it on the eye, and then putting it back that's kind of 
exposing your wand to a lot of different things that can happen. So I think last episode we were talking about throwing your mascara away at a Mm -hmm. certain point. And um, that is why your mascara will kind of break down and stop working. But also it can give you serious infections because you have all of that opportunity to expose it to bacteria. Um, Also in our products, emulsions, which are mixtures of water and oil, they can separate. Exposure to moisture, such as in a bathroom, may make it easier for bacteria and fungi to grow, especially sometimes um, a lot of people leave their products open. You should always, as soon as you're done using them, close them up and you don't want to expose them to too much in the environment. Um, Products can also dry out, causing them to harden and crack. And also temperature changes and exposure to sunlight and air can cause changes in color and texture and may cause the products to smell. So... The shelf life is how long a product can remain stable in its packaging and still perform. There's also a term called the POA, which, P, sorry, the PAO, which is the period after opening. The PAO starts the minute you open your package. And some of this is just kind of explaining a little more what the article Kelsey was just talking mm-hmm. about was saying. So the PAO is a small graphic of a cosmetic jar usually found next to the barcode on the product packaging. Inside of that jar is a number. For example, it may say 6M. This means from the time you open the product to use it, you have six months until it expires. I also made some really informative little reels on our Instagram and our TikTok that has this information since it was a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out if you just want to like look over over everything and learn about where you can find the PAO on your packages. Yeah. A quick note, Lauren's really good about taking the information we talk about in the podcast and putting them into like visuals. So if you are not an auditory person, like you have a hard time, because like I know for me, I'm, I have a hard time with auditory stuff. I need to see it. Um, if you ever miss something or are confused about something, check out our Instagram because there, I'm, I'm sure Lauren has created something really cool for the information. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I wanted to say the thing that drives me nuts too is when I see people that have their products in like a bathroom window um, Mm. because the sunlight getting through the window and then the humidity from your bathroom from like showers and stuff like that will degrade your products. Um, So uh, this is why also packaging is really important. Like I tend to look for – if you listen to our vitamin C episode, I talk about the importance of getting like a dark packaging for your vitamin C. So if you have something and you know you're not going to be opening it or using it for a while, try and store it in like a cabinet or something where the temperature stays relatively the same and it won't get exposed to sunlight until you're ready to use it. Yeah, that's such a great point. Um, so let's talk about some product expiration dates. Um, we kind of I split these into for the face and then for the eyes, lips, and then some skincare. So for the face, um, foundation, concealer, and liquid highlighter is generally six months to a year. Now, if you are around that six month mark and you notice any of those changes Lauren was talking about, like consistency, smell, color, like if it doesn't look right, toss it. Don't try to make it last. Yeah, even if the wear isn't as long as mm-hmm. usual, that probably means it's breaking down in some way oh. and you just want to, you know, get a freshie. Yeah, I never thought about that. But yeah, if it's not wearing the same way on your skin, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is powder blush. For that one is about two years. Um, and then for cream blush, they say 12 to 18 months. I think 18 months is kind of a long time for a cream product. What about you? 
Yeah, I agree. And I think that um, some of these articles and in the research, they had things on a longer scale because yeah. we have so many different formulas of cream nowadays. Right. I think that maybe if it was like a harder formula um, or maybe like cream to powder yeah. type formula, maybe you're, you can extend that a little bit more. But I also feel like the cream blush includes all cream products because now we have cream bronzers, mm. sculpting creams, and cream foundations. So yeah. Yeah, if, if it's looking okay after a year, I mean, maybe the max is 18 months, but yeah, probably a year for you. <laughs> yeah, I just, this um, episode inspired me to go through my collection and, you know, check the dates and throw things out and things that I know are old. And I had a Milani kind of a liquid blush. They call it a cream blush, but it's definitely more of a liquid. And its mm-hmm. little jar said six months, so I had to throw it out. It was old. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think that I'm going to make a video too inspired by you because I have a lot to get out. And I wanted to say because Jordy had um, commented too, I need to go do this. And some other people were saying they were going to do it. Send like, send us a video or something. That would be so fun. Tag us, take pictures of your trash and tag us. We're nosy and we like to know, but I love that. Yeah, Yeah. that's my thing. I am so nosy. I love to see. And like, I'm actually excited to do that video because I have some products that I was actually going to save for a long time Mm -hmm. for like nostalgia reasons. Mm -hmm. One of them being my peach palette. I just feel like that's an iconic Mm -hmm. palette that I can't use it anymore. But I'm like, why am I holding on to this? Mm -hmm. So I have some like cool ones like that, that, you know, some classics. I had a lipstick that it was one of the last things my grandma had bought me. It was a Smashbox lipstick in the color pout. I even remember it's like a bubblegum pink. And I kept that lipstick. I didn't use it, but I probably kept that lipstick for like four years. Because yeah, I was like, I was like, I uh, yeah, but then, but, yeah. but I was like, it's just stuff. It's just makeup. It expires, you know? So I also, under, it's okay if you're holding on to things as long as you're not putting them on your face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you know what I do have that I will never get rid of? Um, <laughs> Tell us. The, oh, okay. Are you like, seriously hold your horses. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Obsessive compulsive cosmetics. Mm. I, I have a a sheet of the lip tars. It's about 12 of them. Oh my God. And I, I will keep them forever. Like I will sell them on eBay for like a million dollars at the end of my life. It's fine. Somebody collects stitch makeup out there. (laughs) If you know obsessive compulsive cosmetics and lip tars, you, you win a prize. Give a tag us, send us a DM or something. You know, you're a nineties kid. If you, I feel like that was when I was in college though. I feel like that was like 2000. You know what? You're actually right. Sometimes I get like the late 98s and the early 2000s and stuff a little. Yeah. It's all, it's all together for some reason. I remember those lip tars though, because they were cool and cool girls wore them. And I always thought exactly. they were were like the grungy indie makeup. Yeah. Um, line, yes, for our time. I wonder what happened to them. They uh, they went out of business. I actually used to order from them a lot when I first started doing mm. makeup. It was that long ago. <laughs> okay. Um, Lauren, tell us about sponges. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. So sponges are a disposable tool, and they are a harbor for bacteria. Sponges should be thrown away after each use. There is so much terrible talk on the internet where people are like, oh, you can keep your beauty blenders for a couple months, or you can wash them and they'll be okay. Like, no, 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 no. The sponges you're using on your face, they're not much different than the sponges you were using in your kitchen, except they go on your face. And they're very porous 
tools and um, you, you just, you need to dispose of them after each use. So I can help you with this. I have some links to some really soft cosmetic wedges and a pack of sponges that are in the beauty blender shape. Um, they're very inexpensive and you won't feel bad about throwing them away. So if you want those links, I have them from Amazon. Um, just slide into our DMs and let me know. <laughs> or if you want me to make a post about it, I totally can do that too. But these cosmetic wedges that I use, they're so soft and fluffy, you won't even think of a beauty blender again. And it's just rude that they charge you $20 for one of those sponges. So I have a question. So my beauty, so I have a beauty blender. So say I don't, but if I did and I have the beauty blender soap, even if I wash it after each use, you still are suggesting I throw it away. I just, I just don't think it's the method of makeup you should go. I, I don't think that it's doing anything amazing to your face. If anything, like a sponge is there to kind of grab makeup and take it away Mm -hmm. if there is an excess on your face. So if you want to even get out of the habit of using a sponge, your fingers are a great tool for foundation. Mm -hmm. And then if you still like to go in with the some type of sponge to kind of push the product and take away what the excess is, you can use one of those disposable cosmetic wedges. Okay. The the second question I have is I have a sponge, but I don't ever wet it. I use it dry. And the way I use it is after I apply foundation or some kind of liquid makeup, usually I have a streak like in between my brows is kind of a weird area. There's a little texture. It kind of gets streaky when I use a brush. And so I'll take a dry sponge and kind of just pat that area to smooth it out. Um, so even if I don't wet my sponge, are you still suggesting that it, it gets, um, thrown out after each use? I think that is such a good question because I wanted to bring that up. I do something similar where there's just a few points in my face or even my eyeshadow. I want to kind of like make it a little sharper. Mm -hmm. So I'll use a sponge. And I would say for that, you could keep it for maybe the rest of the week if you're an everyday makeup wearer, or if you only do it maybe like once a week, you could keep it for the month. But I, I once again would go to that wedge situation where they're very inexpensive. You're not wasting too much. Mm -hmm. Um, you could keep like a cup of them and just use as needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, I think you have a different perspective on these things because your makeup, not only are you doing it on yourself, but you do it on other people and being clean and sanitary and safe is your livelihood. Mm -hmm. So I I think you would take these things very seriously. So I think you're, I'm taking them very seriously, but also I'm very observant of others. Mm -hmm. And when I see my friend's makeup bags Mm -hmm. and with the the loose beauty blender rolling around that's what I'm saying and the 15 powders and Mm -hmm. the liquid foundation from 1992 Mm -hmm. that's like you know emptied into the bag like it is a hot mess and like that's why I started realizing that this episode was so important because I was just thinking of some of my friends that hoard makeup or or just never throw things away and they keep accumulating things. And it's like, not only is it just a habit that you should Marie Kondo with your life, but like it's it's harboring bacteria. It's not good for you. Like these things are bad. Right. And, especially- and that's why people have acne issues mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or they stop wearing makeup because they're like, ah, oh, my makeup sucks or like makeup doesn't look good on me. It's like, these might be some reasons why. And I don't think that people have to wear makeup. I don't think it's necessary. But I think that there's a point, even as we age, where sometimes it's nice to know a trick to just make your skin tone even, you know, or conceal some tired eyes and and makeup's not the devil in that case. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. 
It's really interesting. Um, okay. Well, I um, – well, you kind of – and if you have questions about makeup brushes, we do have a makeup brush episode. If you're looking for some good suggestions now that you're going to throw your um, beauty sponge away and you're going to convert to the brushes. Um, and Lauren has some great, really affordable brush recommendations. So go check – Absolutely. And once again, your fingers are great as well. Wash mm. your hands. You can use the warmth of your um, fingers like against your face with any type of medium in the middle of it is mm-hmm. is so lovely. And it, it leaves just as much of a nice finish mm-hmm. as um, maybe your sponge does. I also find that when girls are applying um, foundation and they're using the beauty blender method and a lot of times they've picked up this method from watching their favorite YouTuber, mm-hmm. I see in person that that makeup is not appropriate. Um, it's not appropriate for real life because it's still, it's very cakey and just it's sitting on the skin, if that makes sense, where Mm -hmm. you could get away with using a lot less makeup and, and it would be a beautiful, flawless airbrush finish. But, um, Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And you know, who talks a lot about that is, um, the makeup artist you turned me on to, I think it's, um, the pretty, fix or the pretty yes yes yeah she is selena gomez's makeup artist but she actually talks about makeup for people who are transitioning um Mm -hmm. and she is an advocate for stop trying to do your makeup like a youtuber because they're sitting under camera with lights and it's filtered and that is not what looks good in real life yes exactly Okay, so for the eyes, your brow pencil and coal eyeliner, it said one year. I agree for the brow pencil. However, I think anything that you use in the direct eye area, like eyeliner, mascara, or liquid eyeliner, I say three, max six months. Okay. For sure. Um, Mascara is three months. So important, you guys. Throw out your mascara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we- Especially because it's not working for you anymore. Right. It's You see such a difference when you get to the end of your mascara and then when you mm-hmm. open that new bottle. It's like sometimes I'm like, oh, do my eyelashes just suck? Are they like falling out? And then I'm like, oh, no, I just needed a new mascara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will tell you guys, we have – mites that live on our eyelashes our eyelashes have their own microbiome and so it's so important for your eye health to keep that just really safe clean and sanitary absolutely um eyeshadow six months to 24 months depending on the formula i was shocked that my anastasia beverly hills modern renaissance palette had a six month sticker on it when i discovered that i had that palette way over I would say a year and a half and you know, I, I oh sorry go ahead well I was gonna say I'm wondering if it's the um the red pigments because that one has a lot of red to it and I know mm-hmm. that sometimes they use red pigment and then it says it's not safe for the eye because they don't mm-hmm. want to use that beetle Um, so, but I was really surprised and I looked at other ABH palettes and they do not have that six month date on them. It's just, so this is what I was also thinking. Mm -hmm. The, that palette is known for how much fallout it has. It's Mm -hmm. such a dusty, loose powder, Mm -hmm. almost like a mineralized, like Mm -hmm. loose pigment. So I wonder if those type of, um, formulas, because they're more, they have more air that can get Mm -hmm. in them, breathable, if that is why that it has less of a shelf life to it because then I, mm. I know a lot of people spoke about, about the modern Renaissance palette. So maybe she changed 
Maybe. the formulations for the rest of them. Maybe. Just, I, I loved yeah. the Modern Renaissance palette. And I think one of the reasons oh, it beautiful. was so nice was because of that dusty formula that it yeah, blended. It didn't stick. It, I mean, blending was a breeze. Mm-hmm. That palette was beautiful. Um, and, it, and it just had these shades of colors that were before yeah. its time, like soft ochre and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that was before we had all of the nudes and the neutrals because of Kim Kardashian. Yeah. We really didn't have that before. So it was the first time we were like, these are really sexy kind of colors, right. not like your bright, like purple eyeshadow palettes. Right. And they had those that warm tone that was like a red pink it was it yeah, was, yeah. raw sienna. Yeah, they had soft ochre. Look at yeah, you. look at you oh, pulling girl, out the names. I'm being quiet about how much I know about that palette. <laughs> yes, I I remember it well. That's funny. Don't ask me anything from history class, but if you want to know my favorite colors, in I the IBH Modern Renaissance palette. <laughs> Talk about being in the right industry. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to plug here is you can donate your natural bus- bristle mascara wands to something called Wands for Wildlife, which is a rehabilitation center. They use those natural bristles to like brush out animals. So the picture I saw was a baby possum and they were using it to brush like um, – you know, bugs or leaves yeah, or yeah. whatever. And it, it was looked, are so cute. So sweet. Um, but it has to be that natural bristle. So like that classic okay. mascara one, not the rubberized spiky kind. Um, and it has to be clean. And the website is wandsforwildlife.org. So cute. Awesome. Thank you for looking up that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I also um, – I haven't released it yet, but you'll see something on Instagram that has all of the places where you can donate um, unused makeup and stuff just in case you do want to do it. Oh, that's great. Um, mm-hmm. For the lips, lipstick, lip liner, and lip gloss, one year. Guys, I just had to throw out my two favorite um, Charlotte Tilbury lipsticks. They were so pretty. It was so pretty. It was so sad to say goodbye. But, you know, I'm not wearing them right now. It's been wa- it's been over a year. I'm wearing a mask every day. So it's time, time to move on. Say goodbye. And the way I look at it is when I take stuff out of my collection, well, now there's room for some new friends. Some new friends. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get some. I love that. I'm going to go get some Maybelline Superstay Ink lip. Yes. Lip stuff. <laughs> yes. Cannot go wrong. <laughs> so for skincare, moisturizer. So one year if the bottle has a pump, six months if it's a jar. And again, because if it's a jar, you're sticking your hands into it. You're introducing, you know, uh, microorganisms. It's also getting way more exposed to the air. For serums, generally about six months, depending, sometimes less. Um, For examples of things that are less, go listen to our vitamin C episode. And then for sunscreen, one year. And the way I remember growing up, my mom, at the end of the summer, she would throw out all of our sunscreens. And I, yeah, I, I like to do that too. Mm-hmm. I like to get in the mode of doing things by season. You know, mm-hmm. if you switch your makeup, I know last summer's makeup, you know, won't come to this summer and mm-hmm. same with like last fall but I buy things in those colors those shades and same with sunscreen that's a smart way to do it mm-hmm. so um and then so a kind of a rule of thumb the way I thought about this is if it's a powder product you can probably keep it a little longer if it's a liquid or something you're using directly around your eyes try and keep your um, stock rotating you know throw it out bring in new stuff and, and maintain that health 
Um, mm-hmm. So unused makeup. So if you have a bunch of unused <coughs> makeup that you know you're not going to be able to get to, there's a couple places it can be donated to. The first one is called Beauty Bus, which donates makeup to terminally ill patients and their caretakers, which I love that. I think so often we are concerned about the patient and not the people who are donating their time, energy, and love to caring for them. Absolutely. Um, And then there's two called – one's called Project Beauty Share, and the other one is called Share Your Beauty, and they are for women and and teens in crisis. Um, Or you can always check with your own local woman's shelter as well and see if they are accepting unopened items. Love that. Okay, so from the FDA again, these are some steps that consumers can take. Um, How long you can use – a cosmetic safely also depends on you. Here are some tips to help keep your cosmetics safe. So if mascara becomes dry, throw it away. I could not believe as I was reading this. Okay, brace yourself. <laughs> Do not add water or even worse, saliva to moisten it. Because that will introduce bacteria into the product. If you have an eye infection, talk with your healthcare provider. Stop using all eye area cosmetics and throw away those you were using when the infection occurred. I am sure there is some TikTok out there that tells you to add this, that, or the other to your mascara when it gets... Oh yeah, you know there that that has been out there forever. They're like, when mm-hmm. your mascara gets clumpy, add this to it. When your mascara gets clumpy, throw it out and buy a new one. Okay, <laughs> there's, that's the real tea. <laughs> and there's so many good drugstore mascaras. There's no, you know, exactly. I use L'Oreal Voluminous mm. on everybody, and I'm a professional makeup artist. And I know most professional makeup artists also use that product. And everybody that I pull it out of in front of them, like that uses it, is like, I love that mascara. It's amazing. It's like $8.99, I think. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So many good drugstore mascaras. You don't need an expensive one. Mm-mm. Okay. So another thing is don't share makeup. You may be sharing an infection. Testers at cosmetic counters in stores are even more likely to become contaminated than the same products in your home. If you feel you must test a cosmetic before you buy it, apply it with a new unused applicator such as fresh cotton swab. People um, are so dirty. Uh, yeah, no, I at, at makeup counters, yeah. and they do not care. So even no. if you are like, you know what, I'm gonna use the right proper thing, just don't do it because someone has come there before you yeah. and just stuck their finger in it or put the lip gloss right on their lips. Look, <laughs> when I was doing uh, eyebrows at Benefit and I worked at an Ulta, you would not believe the stuff I saw people do with these testers. I would see people put the lipstick directly on the makeup direct the eye mascara directly on i would yep. see people steal the testers and i'd be like you know what if you want it that bad whatever like i would see people i could not believe what i would see people do with these testers guys don't testers are disgusting that's why they took them away during covid like these are disgusting yeah. things and i hear everybody complaining about like all of the covid protocols at like alta and how like they you you need to have an associate there to test i'm sorry that's the way it should have always yeah been like it people are disgusting I worked at a salon for a little bit and we had redone our makeup retail and we went to Jane the new Jane Iredale Mm -hmm. and they put the makeup all by the front desk where you check out and stuff also because it was our job as like the front desk people to assist people with the makeup and make sure (laughs) that they weren't just like running like to stop Mm -hmm. someone before they could like you know put a tester on their lips like oh can I help you with that you know but People just did not care. It mm-hmm. just blew my mind. And also, 
think about it too. Your products that you're buying, some people will just take things right out of the box, right out of the box and just look around at it. So just, just be mindful. And if something feels off, just don't go for it. Yeah. Make sure your Um, stuff is sealed before you buy it. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So keep containers and applicators clean. Mm -hmm. Store your cosmetics properly. For example, don't leave them where they are exposed to heat, such as in a hot car. That's a big one. So many people leave makeup in their car because they think they live in their car. And oh, I totally do this. I I, I understand it. It happens. But I do it's this. not good. I have yeah. a car makeup bag because I'm really good at doing my makeup in the car in the morning before I go into work. You I, do always do that. And you I do. I like your videos. Yeah. yeah. I, I pull out some quick, good looks in the car in five minutes. But you I'm, do. And you always have that good natural light so your videos look really good. Oh, thank you. But you know what I do do with my car makeup is I rotate what it do out. What do you do? <laughs> I, what I do do is I, I rotate it out a lot. So things that are in my car are probably only in there for a week or so. And then I either throw them out or I bring in new stuff. So it's not the same products being used every day for months and months and months. So for more car makeup tips with Kelsey. (laughs) I'm I'm serious. I'm going to start a whole channel about how to do. And you know when I got really good at it. I'm saying it like should be an episode. Like really. These are the real things people want to know. How can I I really actually keep doing my makeup in the car successfully? I know. I got really good at it when I had to work for Clinique because you had to have a full makeup look to come to work. So I got really good at doing my makeup in the car. Oh, gosh. Good for you. I'm just too tired in the morning and my eyes are puffy and I, I don't feel like it. I get it. Yeah. All right. So the last one is be wary of products offered for sale in flea markets Mm -hmm. or resold over the internet. Some Mm -hmm. may be past their shelf life, already used, diluted, or tampered with in other ways. They may even be be counterfeit fake versions of the product you think you're buying. Check the store when you are purchasing from Amazon. So what you want to do is you want to look to see if it's a third-party seller or are you shopping from the brand's Amazon store? So, for example, um, Kelsey and I love the Misha BB mm-hmm. cream. So when I look at that product, I search it. And when I click on the product I want, I want to see in blue, probably type 8 font, <laughs> like visit the Misha store mm-hmm. above it. And I can click there if I want to and look at their other products. But I am buying right from the Misha retailer. So I know it's their product. So that's what you want to look for on Amazon. And this is also why we constantly caution people to not buy products from TJ Maxx. Mm -hmm. Not only are just some of their products so weird and backwards and really aren't helping you at all. But if you do find something that is like a big brand name, it may be expired, it may be fake, and it may be diluted with something or tampered with. These are all real things that have happened. So just stay on the safe side. Yeah, I'll tell you when I worked at Ulta, if people would return something and, you know, we thought in the whoever took the return back, if they thought it was unopened, they put it back on the shelf as a discount. So if you're at Ulta or, or and you see this random section of like discounted makeup, but it's the same stuff you see on the shelf, that's a returned product. And yep. they, in order to cut back on pr- loss, they'll put it back on the shelf and try and resell it. I saw them do this with shampoos and they would be like, oh, yeah, that looks pretty full. And they would put it back on the shelf at a discounted price to try and make money from it. Yeah. And even sometimes like the middleman between brands when um, stores are going out of business and, you know, maybe they sell to TJ Maxx, sometimes they will like dilute these products and do crazy things to them. Yeah. Um, 
The the story I always think about is the girl who thought she was buying a Kylie lip kit and it glued yes. it glued her lip shut. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also um, a I wish I could remember. There's a Netflix documentary where they go into these labs in China where they're making counterfeit makeup and they mm-hmm. test things and they're finding, I mean, ammonia, urine, feces, yes, like all sorts of stuff. You're talking about, yeah. yeah. I can't remember. They also it, it was a show with a couple different episodes. It also had an episode about IKEA furniture. I remember. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, so when we find it, though, we should tell you guys about it because mm-hmm. it is a really good eye opening thing to watch because I think sometimes, you know, we have a lot of like Internet feuds going on. So as much as, you know, we're trying to tell you to do the right thing, there's going to be 10 people that are be like, your stylist just wants you to buy the expensive thing from them, you know, and like things that were like blowing smoke up people's ass for telling them not to shop there for like a cheaper price. But really, like, there's some dangerous and bad things that have happened from shopping from these type of retailers. Okay. I looked it up. It's called Broken on Netflix. Broken. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so go check out Broken, all about counterfeit makeup. Yes. Sounds good. Okay. So since we're all going to be throwing away a lot of our expired <laughs> products this week, I wanted to bring up some tips in being mindful of your purchases. So when we're endlessly purchasing products, we are making a lot of waste, and that is plastic waste. Uh, I think that a lot of times, too, in the community of like being green, environmentally friendly, they focus too much on the type of product that you're buying, but I think it's really important as a consumer to to just buy less. Um, so these are some tips that you can take with you. First, purchase with a plan. I always make a list of the things that I need before I go into the store. Um, once in a while, I will let myself have that one shopping trip where I just go crazy and just try a bunch of things, but it's not very often. Um, another thing I would do is shop more often and keep tabs of your favorite options to purchase on routine. Like Kelsey was saying how her mom throws the sunscreen away at the end of the summer or knowing, you know, what things work for your skin and when you need to buy them. That's how you should be shopping. Um, more often if not. So take inventory of what you have and what your individual beauty needs are. Do you have this eyeshadow? Can you mix two colors to make this eyeshadow? Does this palette really go with your skin tone? Can you buy a single eyeshadow instead of the full palette? These are some questions that you can ask yourself rather rather than doubling up on products and then having to throw a bunch of stuff away at the same time. And then most of the time you can't even use it all. Yeah. Um, I, I'll yeah. say right now in my collection, I have three eyeshadows palettes. There are three color pop palettes. I have Noon Mood, Going Coconuts, and That's Taupe. And that is yeah. all I need. That's all I need. Those, and those are so good for like, cause I've even, those are the three that I would want from mm-hmm. ColourPop. They're so good for you. The options are endless and you could keep those for a year and, or two years. I mean, mm-hmm. with powder, you really can go a little longer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like two years and you're good. That's great. Um, Kelsey also made a great point about most of our products and ingredients coming from the same few labs. So the same eyeshadow palette can can be reformulated and repackaged for several different brands. So keep an eye out and remember that as well. I know sometimes it gets really exciting when the new marketing comes out and you just want to try something new, but a lot of times it's the same thing, just a different graphic on top of it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So understand and know why you use each skincare or makeup product that will help you when you're shopping. Um, wait before a purchase. Is it still on your mind in a week from now? Do you really need this? Mm-hmm. Another thing I like to do is read reviews. I'm obsessive over reviews, especially when a new product comes out. Um, think of all the hype we've been put through. I'm looking at you, KVD beauty bomb. <laughs> what a joke that was this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, This is a big one, and it's a lesson I have learned this year. Stop buying a bunch of less expensive products and dupes that don't work and save for the real thing. Mm -hmm. You people – so I'm in a few um, Facebook groups that are for non-professional people that are looking for skincare advice, and it's always – the blind leading the blind. And Kelsey, you would die. It's a lot of the ordinary purchases. But what I see time after time is these people trying to save a buck and they're so confused on their routine and they're buying, they buy one thing, they talk about it in the group and they're like, well, it's not what I was looking for. And then now they're buying 10 or 15 different products because they didn't just want to buy the one expensive thing that works. And that's, that not only creates so much waste, you don't use all the products, but it takes a lot of money out of your pocket. And sometimes you'll find that if you just buy the expensive product, that's worth your time and your valued money that you will get the results that you want as well, which is a big deal. I totally agree with this. And I discovered this with the Charlotte Tilbury lipstick. I spent so much money trying to find good lipsticks that lasted a long time, that were a good formula, that were the colors I wanted. And I could have just bought one Charlotte Tilbury lipstick. Exactly. Yeah. And it probably clears up a lot of your time as well. When you have these like certain colors. I know it's always helped me for like getting ready. Um, Mm -hmm. I can get ready super quick because I know what colors work for me. My closets are like pretty neutral and just it makes life easy. So in general, with all these tips, stop waste, free up your time and your space, live your best life. Love that. Mm -hmm. Love that. Well, um, so let's do um, our end end of the episode tradition, which is what made you happy. I wanted to say, though, I was thinking about changing this, not changing it, but I was thinking something we could include if nothing made you happy. Like if you were having a bad week or something, we could do what self-care thing did you do this week? Oh, I love that. So, yeah. And I feel I feel open when things aren't happy to express that as well. Okay, okay. Because, yes. But I but I love that that option is there now on the table. Uh-huh. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me what made you happy. So I went to the plant store today. Mm -hmm. There's a plant store by my house called Abide a While, and it is my happy place. And Trevor got me a gift card there for my birthday. And I will say out of all the nurseries, it's it's known for being a little pricier. But I feel like they have pots there that are all handmade and you can't get them anywhere else. So I got some new pots today to add to my collection. And um, in honor of Sad Girl Fall, I bought a string of tears plant that's so cute so my sister has a string of pearls and I've Mm -hmm. been so jealous of this string of pearls that my friend Claire gave me a clipping of her string of pearls and I cannot get this plant to grow so so I'm in the same situation I have clippings from a friend's wedding that was her gift to me Mm -hmm. like for doing her hair and stuff I mean on top of paying me but Mm -hmm. you know she gave me and I I finally just saw I've had these for like six months and I finally just saw some new growth this week. I, I didn't even know how they really grew. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I guess the vine gets longer, but then these little, um, they just start as like little mini tiny balls and then they, they expand into what the pearl is, mm-hmm. but that's how it's growing. It's very interesting, very shallow roots, but they're so slow growing. You can just get tired of keeping them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah so that's why I bought the string of tears too. Cause it's full, it's not fully grown, mm-hmm. but it was already propagated well enough. You know, I spent like a decent amount on it cause it's fully grown. Yeah. yeah. It looked big, yeah. happy and healthy. I saw it. It, did. it looked real Thank cute. You. Right. And oh my God, did you see that beautiful emerald pot that I put it in? Um, no, but I'll go. Oh, I'll okay, go we'll look. take a look just because okay. I've I've had my eye on that pot for a while. Oh yeah, you've just... been thinking about that pot. Yeah, and you know I had the <gasps> gift card for oh. my birthday. Yeah, so I just I I splurged. Oh, Very pretty. did you get that other new pot? Because that one's really pretty too. That your yeah, little I got, succulents. Yeah, all in. all three of them that I put on my Instagram oh. were all new from there. Yeah, go check out Lauren's Instagram. She also yeah. made a, she also made a really funny reel of all her different plants to um, the DMX song. Um, when 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 R.I.P. DMX when he passed, she made a reel with all her plants. You should share that again. That was fun. I should. I you think should. we'll do it maybe on his um, death anniversary okay. yearly. Okay. Never okay. forget. Yeah that that was uh, that was a real fun take on that song. Yes. So. Yes. Um. So for me, so what about you? Yeah. yeah. So. I um, dressed up for Halloween and I had a lot of fun. So I am not a dress up person. I do not like to dress up for Halloween. I don't like getting in costume. I'm really just not a fan of it. I feel uncomfortable. I don't know. I don't like it. I usually when we have to dress up for work, I don't do it or I just wear a t-shirt. Like I'm not, not a dress up person, not into it. I'm just not that person. I don't know. And so, but my students really wanted to do it. And we had a competition at school, totally lost. We told, we lost everything in our competition. We lost the door competition, the costume, all of it. But I had so much fun. I dressed up as a ringleader. You look so cute. I had so much fun. And then we did some makeup. And then I started playing with fake blood. It kind of got out of hand with the fake blood. Had so much fun with the (laughs) fake blood. I went and picked up some things at Target. And the guy at Target told me he liked my makeup. I mean, it was it was a really good time. So I actually I had a lot. This is probably the first Halloween that I had this much fun in a long time. Oh, um, I so. love that for you. Yeah. I know. I haven't had a lot of I haven't had a lot of fun Halloweens. Yeah, I don't know. I think of like Halloween when I was in college and that was just yeah. kind of like a non-sober mess. And yeah. then I think of Halloween as an adult and I'm like, "Well, I don't have kids, so that's kind of yeah, weird." Yeah, I feel like in this weird limbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it was fun to dress up for school. Normally we'll go either um my um Aaron's niece will we go with her to go trick-or-treating or we go you know with friends kids to go trick-or-treating if we feel like it or we stay home because I don't get trick-or-treaters at my house yeah so. we don't in our apartment complex either yeah so yeah but this was the first Halloween I had a lot of fun and now we can get you know now we're into pre-Christmas or as I like to call it uh November I don't yes so you know Christmas tree is gonna go up probably this weekend Mine went up October first. Yeah, but I made it. I made it spooky for for Halloween, and then I took the spookies down and I put disco balls on it last night. I love that. I love yes. it because when I was a kid, I always wanted the Christmas tree up early, and my parents said, "When you have your own house, you can put up your Christmas tree whenever you want." And now I'm an adult, and I have my own house, and I put my Christmas tree up whenever I want. This is when adulting is fun. <laughs> I'm gonna eat we ice make cream the for rules. Ice cream for breakfast. Yes, I love that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, send us pictures of your trash, of your makeup trash. We love that. We want to know what you're throwing out. Send us pictures of any of your new purchases or just slide in our DMs and tell us what you want us to talk about. Or even send us a makeup product that's like 
ancient or old that you've like kept and you're like embarrassed by that would be so funny but or even something like my lip tars you know you're like I will not throw this away send us those too that's funny yeah send us a picture of your oldest makeup product that's super yes. spooky for Halloween <laughs> love it um and don't forget if you're feeling generous to buy us a coffee and we'll talk to you guys in two weeks bye <laughs>